I'm Mindy Hancock, Mindset and Life Coach, and you're listening to the Mindy Mission Podcast. This podcast is a high-vibe, expansive space for women on a mission who are ready to stop playing small. You have one life to live. It is up to you to decide how you choose to spend it. It's time to stop waiting, stand up, and start living your truth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today on the podcast, I have Christina LaCure. Hello, Christina. Hey, girl, how are you? I am good. I'm so excited for you to be here on the podcast. And for those of you that do not know, Christina is, she helps badass women gain clarity on mindset, and she is the founder of Women with Class Mastermind. Um, I wanted to, first of all, again, say welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. But I want you to, if you could, just go ahead and give the listeners a background of who you are. I know that you were also um, a professional golfer at one point, and so you have done quite a few things, but what has led you to this point um, to where you are now? And just give us all the details of who Christina is. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you, Mindy, for having me. I really appreciate it. I love yeah. that we connected via another podcast. It's mm-hmm. amazing, this whole online world. But um, I am originally from Canada. I now live in Arkansas, actually. I played college golf at Central Arkansas. That's how I got down here. So we're kind of like neighbors. You're based in Texas, right? Yes. Yeah, awesome. But um, yeah, I came down to Arkansas about 17 years ago. I um, got recruited to play college golf here. Um took up the game of golf really late in life. When I was 18 years old, got recruited to play at the age of 21, almost 22. Uh, Came to Arkansas, played the first four years here, was an All-American. You know, I I did really well in college, but uh, turned professional right after college to play professional golf because that was what I was going to do in life. You know, that's what my destiny was and that the only way I was going to be happy was playing professional golf, being famous, being this, you know, golfer girl on television and all of the above. So that's what I set out to do. And, um, you know, funny how life has it. It didn't really work out that way. It was, um, that was not exactly what was making me happy. I was extremely miserable playing pro golf. Mm -hmm. Um, I had some success. I'm extremely competitive. I love the game of golf. I now realize I love the game of golf, but I didn't love attaching my worth and my value to what I did. And for a very long time in life, my um, value of who Christina was, was attached to playing golf, how I looked, how much money I made, how smart I was, all of those things. And so really I was about 29 years old when I kind of had like that rock bottom come to Jesus type of moment. And I was like, all right, this is not working well for me. I had a lot of success in the corporate golf industry. And I still, I believe that that was what kind of sparked my knowing that golf was not it. It was my connection with human beings. So Mm -hmm. I was connecting with um, executives on the golf course, but golf was just like this tiny minor part of it. And I came to life when I actually got to connect with other humans. But I did a lot of work on myself for probably about six or seven years. I just really dove in. I tried to read every book, listen to every podcast, go to every seminar, hired every coach, did all of those things because I truly wanted to start 
living life that I love. You know, I use that hashtag. If you follow me at be Christina on Instagram for a really long time, I was golf Christina because I tied my, who I was, my whole existence to playing golf. And, um, you know, now I'm be Christina because every single day I just want to show up and be Christina, whatever that looks like today, you know, whether that's golfing today or wife, Christina or business person, Christina or coach Christina or whatever it is. So it's just been a really amazing. It's been, um, you know, like I said, it's been about six to seven years now that I've really been on this journey to figuring out what living a life I love looks like. Um, like I was just about to say, my hashtag that I use every day is live a life that you love. And that's what I truly aspire to do each day. And to know that being myself, just be is another hashtag that I use and that I am worthy AF, whatever you want to put that. I don't know if we can cuss on this podcast, yes, but yes, we, can. we sure uh, can. <laughs> you're worthy as fuck to live a life that you absolutely love. And that's kind of like my whole, you know, that's how fortunate I am to finally have been able to realize that. And now my mission is for other women and other people, just humans in general, to realize that they too can actually live life instead of just existing. Mm, I love every single bit of that. And I totally agree. Like it's, I love hearing your journey because at the same time, I think that there's a couple of things here. Number one is that we all, when we feel like we have, we're in control and we know exactly what we're doing and this is what my life is going to be. And you were excited and like golfing was going to be it. Like you knew it, you felt it. But sometimes like we can really think that that is, that's what's going to happen. But then God, the universe, whatever it is that you believe in has a higher purpose for you that you can't even fathom or imagine. And the thing is, is that I like to think that when I think that that I decided that this was what I was going to do. I was going to be a teacher and this was it. This was it. Like mm. that's what I'm made to do. And it's funny to know that when you're very shortly in, you start to feel like for me, I felt very early on that although I love what I do, I know that there was more. I knew that there was more for me. Um, and I didn't know what that looked like um, or what at all that entailed, but I just knew at some point, but for me, my mindset always goes to education because that's what I was taught. So for me, I thought, okay, well, I must need more education. So get a master's degree, right? That's what, that's what you're going to do. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Just get more education, go, go to grad school, did that. Still didn't find like, okay, well now what? So just mm -hmm. learning to trust and kind of lean in a little bit and know that you're not always going to have the answers and you're not always going to know you can't always plan it out on your own and that's okay. But so. That. So whenever you were going through that, like you knew what you were doing, you knew where you were going. And then it was kind of like, but you weren't filling. It's not that you had, um, necessarily a, like life was good. Life wasn't bad, but you knew that there was something else out there that you weren't tapping into yet. What was that like for you? Like when you just had to realize that there's more out there, there's something else I'm being called to do. And I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think for me, I think playing the, the golf was what I was supposed to do because I was so good at it. That's what my family wanted me to do. I had, when I turned professional out of college, like I won five times in college, I was really good. I was supposed to turn pro, you know, um, I had sponsors when I turned professional and, you know, I had the pressure of this is your existence. This is the only thing that's going to make you happy. And I really kind of tied everything to my performance. I tied everything to how 
I was playing, how much money I made, you know, where I was, if, if I can get that at a girl from, you know, whatever it was that I was doing. And that was the only way. And I was at a rock bottom. I had an eating disorder. I, I mean, I was miserable. And I think for me, it was just one of my biggest strengths in life is I've always worked really hard. So I, I knew that if I had to change something and, you know, some of your listeners may resonate with this, but like, if you're raised one way, it's not like I had a a bad, you know, growing up situation at all. I had amazing parents who loved me, but you know, their limiting beliefs and their, what they felt was, you know, they, they've struggled with certain things in their life as well. And so for me, it was just one of those things that I said, okay, enough's enough. I'm writing my own path. You know, I'm doing my own thing. Like if I truly want to love what I do in life and love my actual existence and know that like my worth and my value on this planet is not tied to what I do, I'm going to have to figure out what that looks like and how to figure that out. So I just dove in. Like I said, I just went really hard in that. You know, I was having a lunch meeting today. I'm putting on a live event with my partner, Aaron Diamond. We have a live event coming this May for women in Austin, Texas. It'll be, it's called Decide It's Your Turn. And, you know, I think a lot of us get to the point that we're just like, we put women, especially mothers, I hear this all the time. You know, you put yourself on the back on the back burner for so long. And it comes a point where you're going, I guess this is it. And you continue to do the exact same things and like almost just wait for the days to happen. There was times where I was like, I can't wait for this day to be over. I can't wait for this day to be over. And it chokes me up thinking about it because now, even though this is probably the hardest last three years of my life in this, in this industry, in this business and doing what I truly love, it's the hardest yet the most satisfying factory moments of my life, you know, satisfaction times 10, you know, I would, I would work hundred hour work weeks over waiting for the days to end, you know, every single day of my life, because it's bringing so much joy and to my life, even though it's hard, even though it's not easy, it's so worth it. And that's why I encourage other people to actually decide it's your turn to finally say, you know what, enough's enough. I'm changing the path. I decide what I want to do. And I decide that I am worthy enough to actually just be yourself. And every single one of us, I believe, you know, higher power, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. For me, it's God. I truly believe that we were put on this planet for a reason and a purpose. And so by you not following what that genuine purpose is, you're screwing yourself and the universe. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... Gosh, you said so much there that I was like, ah, I need to say this. I need to say that. <laughs> but I will say that um, for me, I, I know I feel you. And so when you say that, like you would work a hundred hour work week um, versus wishing that the day was over and knowing what, like also like when you wake up on Monday and all you're doing is you're wishing for Friday, you're just like wishing mm-hmm. for that Friday, living in that life. It's it can, it's so exhausting. Um, and luckily my full-time job, like I love like where I'm at and the people that I'm with and with, you're not in that space, it can be even worse. But, um, 
I was for a while teaching on the side as well as like a side hustle. I was teaching online. So I would get up early in the mornings. I would get up at 5 a.m. every single Saturday. It was a part like that was that I, that's what I did. I got up three mornings a week before work and taught, you know, an hour and a half and then taught three hours every Saturday morning at 5 a.m. That was what I did every single week. And it got to the point where I was started to feel depleted and like I wasn't like it wasn't an, it wasn't worth my energy getting up and I would hate it. I would, I would, I would literally every day that I knew the next day I had to get up or every Friday night, I would go to bed just resenting the fact that I had to get up the next day. And mm -hmm. I hated feeling that way. I hated that, that feeling of knowing that I, there was, I felt like there was no end. And finally one day I just was like, you know what? Like, why am I doing this? This is not, it's not serving me. Number one, I'm not, I'm waking up and I'm tired. And then it, it kind of, the, the whole day always felt a little bit shot because then I was exhausted and my Saturdays never were as productive as I wanted them to be. But then, so I quit. My husband said, then quit. Why are you doing it? If you're not happy doing it, stop. So I quit that side hustle. And at the same time I was coaching as well, but now I get up early on Saturday mornings, not at 5 a.m., but early on <laughs> Saturday mornings to coach my clients, you know, or to have client calls or whatever. And I freaking love it. Like it's, mm -hmm. I do that. And I am totally okay with that. If a client says, Hey, can we have an 8am call? Sure. Like I do, I, would I like to sleep? Sure. But I mean, at the same time, I'm probably not going to sleep past 8am anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm definitely a person that likes my sleep, but whenever you're actually doing what you're meant to do, it's, it totally flips the script. It's a game changer for sure. Living a life that you love. You know, I use that so often because it's like so freaking true. Like it is your life and you are going to die. Like as morbid as that is, like you're guaranteed one thing and you will die. And like, it's such a shame. Like I've said this before, you know, had I died seven or eight years ago before I made these choices and I call them all choices, these, this choice in my life to change my life, I would have been so pissed because when I died, I could see the ultimate version of myself. I heard Ed Milet say one time when he dies, he wants God to show him the ultimate man he could have been. And he wants to be as closest to that man as possible. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of thought about that. And it's like, so true. Had I died like seven or eight years ago, I'd have been so pissed to know that like this life that I'm now leading every day that I'm choosing to lead exists. It's like, it's just like such an eye opener. It's so mm -hmm. amazing. And again, I don't want anyone to think that it's easy because it's right. not it is really hard some days. And there are some days that I choose to get into those old patterns, but I now know tools to get me back into the mindset I need to be in now. Like there's, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, like be Christina, you'll see, like, I'll be like laying on my bed, acting like a child. I just did this. My, I booked the wrong hotel and I, and I hate screwing things up and I get there and I'm like, you know what, Christina, you're acting like a child right now. This isn't life threatening. It's no big deal. But I know how to get myself out of those mindsets, those negative mindsets now. And there, I, I realize now it's not life or death. You know, if I would have done that five years ago, it had probably taken me all day to kind of get out of that. And now it's like, all right, get up, move your butt, get into gratitude, like realize that, like, what do you have going for you? How can you change this mindset? And so that's why I'm so like passionate about mindset shifts, about changes and surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, there's nothing else on the planet that is more powerful than changing your mind, finding people that lift you up, 
I mean, it's just, it's really the most incredible thing ever. And once you know, it's like, there's no going back. Absolutely. And that leads me into straight into mindset. And I want to talk a little bit about that because I do know that you do a lot of mindset work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have obviously, um, learned a lot along my journey of personal development on how to shift my mindset and thought patterns and how like it all goes down to your mind and your mindset and, and how you choose to think and how you choose to um, believe and what you choose to believe to be true on how you, it, it determines everything, how you show up in life, how you show up in your business, how you show up in your relationships, everything. So I want to ask you, because I feel like some people who are listening to this are struggle with, you know, negative self-talk or mm -hmm. negative mindset. And they get into these little, th these patterns. And sometimes I think of it like a, a hamster wheel sometimes, because I can remember myself being in that, that hamster wheel of just like, everything is going wrong and nothing is happening. That's good. Here I go again. Like all the, all the bad things are happening to me. Why is this happening? And getting to that victim state versus trying to always find like for me now if something bad happens mindy you know two three years ago would allow it to uh, not only ruin my day but it might ruin my week it might ruin like it it would affect me so deeply and i would begin to just i, I would be in this funk and now i'm like okay this may really suck however what can i do to make myself see gratitude in whatever this is or how can i shift my mindset to gratitude yes but also how can i say whatever this is happening i always try to make myself understand that life is happening for me versus mm, to me so good. how how can i how can i shift this so for those of for those that are listening that have a hard time shifting their mindset what are your tips to doing that yeah, absolutely. I resonate so much with everything you said. You know, I, in my coaching, I call it the VHS tape. You know, we've been programmed with this VHS tape for so long since we were kids. And that tape is playing over and over in your head. And it really comes down. It's very simple, but it's not easy. It's very simple because you have to change the tapes that are playing in your head. The old stories that you play in your head consistently about whatever it is you know for myself for a long time you know the worth came from how i looked or how much money i was making and all of these things mm -hmm. well, now instead of like playing that old vhs tape that told me i was not worthy if i was not you know hitting this income playing with these clients making this cut fitting into those pants whatever it is i now have to 100 percent catch myself and realize that my worth and my value is not tied to any one of those things. And like changing that VHS tape is 100% a choice. And it is something that you consistently have to show up and do all the time. And I talk about the fact that like what you focus on is what you see. So if you are consistently telling yourself, I used to like, literally, I used to look myself in the mirror and say, okay, today you're not good enough unless you do this. And I literally remember telling myself, looking myself in the face and telling myself those stories about if you don't do this, you are not good enough. No one will hire you. So you better get out there and do X, Y, and Z so you can get this done. Or you better lose those three pounds that you gained because you know what? No one's going to hire you if you don't do those things. No one speaks to you more than you ever speak to yourself on this planet. That's a damn guarantee. And if you're telling yourself those stories in your head, and there was a long time where I truly believed, and you know, this 
my dad had, has done this. My dad, one of my favorite people, one of my best friends, but he had done this and I didn't realize that he did it. He kept telling himself and so many people do it. We're not the only ones, but as high achievers, tell yourself it's not good enough every time. So it's never good enough, never, never, never good enough. Because if it's ever good enough, well, then you're going to think that, oh, I'll just won't continue excelling. And it gets you to a really high point a lot of times. There's a lot of high achievers, a lot of successful people in this world that have told themselves they're not good enough, and that's what motivates them. But let me tell you, it does not work efficiently. It does not work forever, and it sure as a hell is a really hard life to leave. And I firmly believe that I am now telling myself, you know what, like nothing's changed, nothing shifted, except for the fact that I'm kinder to myself and I'm still excelling. I'm still putting in the hundred hour work weeks. I'm still, you know, getting those, I'm still doing all those things, but I'm showing up so much nicer to myself and knowing that like, I don't have to like put on these fear tactics because they don't work and it doesn't work forever. And I have seen so much and life is just happier if you're not doing that to yourself every day i'm still hitting those marks i'm still you know achieving whatever i need to achieve even more so in some regards but i'm giving myself the grace to know that like you don't have to be mean to yourself in order to achieve that so the first thing i would say is give yourself grace and remember that no one speaks to you more than you speak to you so how are you speaking to yourself you know, you would never speak to a friend the way you speak to yourself. I've talked to this about a thousand women. I mean, we are our harshest critics in the world. And if you truly know that you have a purpose on this planet for just being yourself, you don't have to be anything else. And I would say definitely get into gratitude, have that morning gratitude, get, change your mindset. And I talk about this all the time. This is probably one of the most important ones shift your physical state. I promise you, if I'm having like a bad day or a meltdown and my husband knows I'm being a bitch, I will literally stand up and I'll be like, I'm going for a walk. Are you coming with me? Or like, I'm, I literally have to change my state. Like move yourself, go for a walk, go breathe, go do jumping jacks, go dance. If you like to dance, do something because you physically actually have to change your state. Like get out of that slump that you normally do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that those two are, those three are really, really important tactics to real. And also too, who you surround yourself with. If you're surrounding yourself with someone every single day, who's, you know, down in the dumps, doesn't eat healthy, has no motivation. Guess what? You're going to, chances are, it's going to be really hard for you to succeed around those. Social media nowadays is one of the best yet most difficult things. If you're looking at people on social media every single day that you're like, oh, their life's better. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Delete those people. If they don't make you feel good about yourself, delete them. I have, I literally have like, I, I don't, I can't even think of anyone on my social media and I have definitely made it a priority to purge. And people talk about boundaries, even with family. I have boundaries with family because I know that if something is going to affect my state, I can't show up and be the best version of Christina, not only for myself, but for my clients, for my husband, for the people that I surround myself with on a daily basis. So if I know that talking to someone who's negative Nancy is a very difficult thing, then I have a harsh boundary. I don't have to be mean about it. I don't have to cut them out of my lives forever. But when that trigger comes up and that gets me into a bad mindset, boom. 
like lying in the sand. It does not happen anymore. And those are things that you have to like 100% hold yourself to because they make the biggest amount of differences. Absolutely. And going back to, you said giving yourself grace being the first tip. And I 100% agree with that. And I talked to my clients about that too, because I definitely, I'm type A, seems to be that I attract mm -hmm. people in who are type A. So when I, for me, when I, you know, have, I've always been like, if you give me a checklist and you tell me how to do something, I'm going to do everything on that checklist and it's going to get done and I'm going to hit it, whatever it is. If it's a goal or whatever, you tell me how to do it, I'm going to get it done. But if I don't have a checklist or if I don't, you know, if I don't know all the steps to get there, I can really get in my head and I can really get mad and pissed off at myself because I can't do X, Y, Z, um, in the amount of time that I think I should or whatever it is, but then learning to give myself grace and then teaching my clients the same because it, it, it all goes like, you have to be able to give yourself grace, like 100%. Um, we're, you're human first. Like you have to realize that you're human and you're not perfect and it's okay to be human and feel human. And, um, like even as you know, like we all have our moments, we all have our days. Um, but then going into social media, I 100% agree. Um, the unfollow button. And, and it's funny because I don't know if you've gotten into the um, Marie Kondo tidying up Netflix binge stuff going on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so I just started it, of course. So I cleaned my closet out and all this stuff, but she goes into um, one of her, her tactics, like how she, she coaches people into tidying up is whether, whatever it is, if it does not spark you joy, then you get rid of it or you get rid of it. So whether it be your clothes, whether it be something in your house, whatever it is, if it does not spark you joy, you get rid of it. So I thought that is a perfect way to look at your social media too. Like if this person is not bringing you inspiration, motivation, they're not sparking joy whenever you see their things or their posts or their content, then why are they, why are they there for you? Like they're, if you're being triggered by what they're posting versus inspired or motivated or, you know, it just makes you happy then they don't really need to be there because you're not helping you. And at the same time, they're not trying to trigger you. So it, it's not serving them either. So I just, I 100% agree. And so I'm in this like Marie Kondo tidying up stage right <laughs> I now. So I'm going to have to Google who this oh person is. You have, it's a Netflix series. I watched. I don't have Netflix. Episode. I'm like the only person on the planet. I know you might need to get it just for this series. Like it is a Netflix original and she it is so good. And as soon as you watch it, you definitely need to make sure you're in the space where you're ready to go tidy up something. Cause yeah. I was like, Oh, now I feel like I need to clean something out. Maybe I should <laughs> nap first. I don't know. Like this is, so yeah, my whole entire bedroom is full of clothes right now because oh, she makes wow. you put every, it, like every stitch of clothing on your bed and you have to see all of your clothes at one time mm -hmm. to, to be able to like go through the process. So I think that's a great way to look at social media and the people that you follow. And if they're sparking, if they're sparking joy, joy or not, or are, are you just, is it just becoming noise at this point? Noise and yeah. trigger, you know, I'm a huge proponent of no scrolling. You know, if you follow me on social, you'll see I'm, I show up on my story all day long, but I can assure you, I hardly look at social media. Like it's really one of those things that I make it a very big point that I look at it 
only when I'm in the right mind space. If I am like tired, if I'm bored, if I'm trying to be distract myself from something that I'm doing, I'm trying to be very, very, um, note. Like I try to notice that, like I try to be very respectful, like, okay, what is this doing? How is this taking away from you? And how is it adding to you? Like, I want to be inspired, but I also too know that like, I have got to stick stay in my lane and I never want to get on there because there had been t- times in my life. I'm not going to like lie. And I'm not going to say that I never do it, but I'm very, very poignant about like not spending a lot of time just scrolling on social media because I really feel like it's best served. I want my clients to know me. I want, you know, I want to know their lives as well, but I also too don't ever want to get into this routine of just like looking at other people's lives because the life that I am leading is the most important one. So I can do it best so I can serve everyone else the best that I can and show up as the best version of Christina that I can possibly be. And that's my ultimate goal is to not worry about, you know, I've never been, you know, a gossip. I've never wanted to go out and have drinks with the girls and talk about other people and bash my husband and all of those things. Those are a hard no in my world. And I think that if I get caught up in some of that stuff and I think it's just stuff it's just fluff because that doesn't have anything to do with me like how is it serving my biggest purpose how am I feeling full so I can pour over to other people by doing that so it's just something I'm just really conscious of and I think living this life that you love and like living your full ultimate life and being an actual like in service to others I feel like you have to be somewhat very selfish you know I talk about the I use this analogy a lot, but like when you get on an airplane and they tell you to put your mask on before you put anyone else's on, it's so important that you do it. Like you have got to be fully the best person that you can be so you can show up for everyone else. And like a lot of people, especially moms have such a hard time with that because you lose so much of yourself and everything is so much focused on everyone but yourself. But like if you are dying inside and if you are miserable, that's going to show up. So I don't have children, but I'm married and I have multiple different, you know, career things going on. And like, if I really want to be the best version of myself, I better sure as heck invest in Christina very heavily so I can invest in others. It's very selfless actually. I 100% agree. And I think that there's a lot of paths that we could go down right now, but I will say too (laughs) that first of all, First of all, the social media um, scrolling. I'll say that I am by no means am I good at that. Like I will probably say that I find myself in a mindless scroll sometimes, especially when I'm bored. Um, mm-hmm. And I something that I want to get better at. My husband is uh, really good at it. Like really good at like he can he cannot look at his phone for an entire weekend, and he's totally fine because he's an entrepreneur as well, and he's very like he's very good at separating things and like work life balance. And when he's like, I, I don't want to like, he's very good at separating it. But, um, and even still, like when you said looking at other people's lives and even if I ever say, Hey, did you see, you know, so-and-so went here? He sometimes will say like, oh, okay, but it doesn't like, it's not that like, that's cool, but it might be not that it's almost like it's not, 
it's not bettering me to know that they went here. And I'm like, mm -hmm. it, it's so true, but we find, I, I so find myself sometimes in those, um, in those mindless scrolls. And it's something that I have to be conscious of. And we always compare our Sunday morning, um, you know, average screen time every week. Like what was oh, your, screen time? What was your yeah. screen time? It makes me nauseous. And he'll even say like on Friday, sometimes he'll go, I'm just going to say my screen time is going to be up because I had to work a lot <laughs> yesterday on my phone at work and I had to do a lot of emailing and all this stuff. I'm like, Mm-hmm. You know, like, so we always oh. we compare our screen time and talk about like, so it's part of like our Sunday thing that we talk about and we don't have children either. So I totally agree with, um, how you have to show up for you first before you can show up for anybody else. And I 100% agree with that, that when you are forgetting about you, no one else is going to be served in the way that you, whether you are a mom or you're a wife or whatever, like when you're not taking care of you, I, that's when I notice that like things aren't getting done that I need to get done around the house or like meals being cooked. And I'm not a chef by any means. Am I <laughs> out for that? Like, yeah, I'm not a chef. Sometimes I'm like, I guess I did not learn anything when I was a <laughs> mom because I'm not a cook, but we at least, we do not go hungry. I will, I will yeah. cook something, but, um, but I will see like when I'm not taking care of me or I'm not showing up for myself first and Mindy isn't the most important, like, that does sound selfish when you say it that way, but it really is true. You have to think about you and it's okay to think about you first and say, okay, what does Mindy need? What do I need to be the best version of myself? What do I need to operate at my best state so that I can be the best wife? I can be the best teacher when I go to school. I can be the best coach when I'm coaching my clients. I can be the best daughter. I can be the best sister, whatever friend. What do I need to do? Because if I'm not recognizing that, then I can't be those things. Yeah. We just need to change what we think is okay in society. Like we don't need, like we literally do not need someone thinking it's selfish to take care of yourself. Like it just seems so backwards and like, it's not the way society typically goes, but like, mm -hmm. I'm very big proponent of like, take care of yourself, be selfish because then you can be selfless. You know, like I think, I'll, yeah, it's just a very weird thing in this world that we look at being selfish as a negative thing. I think you just have to flip the coin and be like, here's why I'm being selfish. And it's actually extremely selfless. You know, I heard um, one time a long time ago, I don't even remember who said it. It was um, kind of like, it wasn't Ed Milet. It was this investment guy. And he basically said being, and I'm very big on changing money mindset as well, because I had to shift my money mindset. I grew up in a, a family that was very middle-class, very, you know, money is scary. Money is evil. And I remember this guy said one time that being poor is selfish and he's very blunt and he's very like in your face. And I don't yeah. think I would have said that, but he did say, because when you are like, living paycheck to paycheck. It's always about you. It's how am I going to take care of myself? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to buy food? But when you're abundant, it's always about like, you have extra, like who else can I serve? Like I am fully taken care of. So it's about, you know, serving your church, serving your business, serving your employees, serving, you know, all of these other people. So when you are taking care of yourself, you have overflow to take care of others. And so it was something along that line, but Grant Cardone, I think that was some, some word that he used, but his was much more blunt than that. But I, I do, I think it's true. I mean, I think it's just a very true statement. Like when you take care of yourself, 
you have ample to take care of everyone else. So we just need to change the way that we think about certain things. And again, it's very simple, but it's not always easy. But my thing is, is like, what do you want? Like, it's kind of, it's kind of come to the point for me. It's like, what do I truly want? And I truly want to show up each day as a better version of myself. And what does that look like? And sometimes I fail. I'm far from perfect. You know, I am most, I'm, one of my most important qualities in someone is being authentic, being vulnerable and being honest. And I am going to tell you, you know, I'm never going to show up as something I'm not 90, 98% of the time. And if there's 2% of the time, perhaps I'm not trying, I don't know what it is, but I really truly want to show up and be the most authentic version of myself. And I screw up sometimes. I am far from perfect. I am on a journey. There's no finish line for me. There's no end into this. There's no, I'm doing this for next week, next year. You know, a lot of people are like, once I lose 10 pounds or once I hit a million dollars or once whatever. No, no, no. For me, there's no end. It's like I'm in it. So how can I show up and be better today, learn more today, serve more today? Like, and then, you know what? If I screw up, there's always tomorrow because it's, you're getting back in it. It's like, there's no end. So you don't have to feel like you have, it's just, you're in it. So yeah. that's the way yeah. I think about it. And that goes back to giving yourself grace too. Yes. So. You can't do it if you don't, because we're always going to fail. I'm going to be shittier one day than I am the next day. And, you know, or today I might completely blow it and go, you know, fall back into those old VHS tapes, but I may kill it tomorrow. But again, if you're, as long as you're in it and there's no, and I think a lot of people, especially this time of year, you know, it's January, everyone's like those new year's resolutions, will they fall off? a week or three days, well, I'll start again Monday. You know, today I did a post. A lot of people love to start on Mondays. Well, you know what? Like, why not start on a Wednesday and keep going? And if you fall off, like, it's just about being a better version of yourself. It's just about giving yourself grace, knowing that who you are is more than enough. And truly this life is really short. So why not friggin' enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree. I, I did a live I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, it was closer to the end, the, the beginning of the month, um, about, uh, kind of where we, we get in this mindset that we screw up today, whether it be health and fitness and you're trying to get better, you're trying a new version, you know, new year, new you, whatever. Um, you start out strong, you go weekend and then you're like, Oh, I ate the, you know, whatever it was, or I ate the pizza or I didn't work out for three days straight. And then I got sick and then, Oh gosh, now it's all wash. I'm done. I guess I'll try again next year. Or we just kind of like, I, I, def- I feel defeated, but instead saying that, you know what? Like I, I just basically said, like, why aren't we number one, giving ourselves grace to be human and being who we are. And if we say, Oh, I'm going to eat the pizza and I ate the pizza that it doesn't mean that I have completely destroyed everything that I have worked for. Do I, do I, I do agree with like some balance here. You have to live a life you love, you know, hashtag live a life you love, (laughs) but, um, but doesn't mean that tomorrow isn't a new day and it doesn't mean tomorrow you can't do what you want to do and, and go and move your body and go eat the food that you know you should eat to fuel, fuel your body. Um, so like to me, I sometimes I'm just like, you know what, today I'm going to live today as today. And if today I do this and it's not what, you know, I should be doing because that's not my new year, new me thing tomorrow, I'm going to give myself some grace today. That's not what I feel like doing, but tomorrow, you know, is a new day. It's a new, like it, every day is a new day to, to keep going. So when, 
Yeah. Sorry. As long as you take some sort of action every single day, mm-hmm. it's not, sometimes it won't show up for three weeks, six weeks, a year. But when you look back a year from now, knowing that you did something every single day, just one thing, I mean, that is the stuff that adds up. You know, someone can look at someone's career, you know, to perfect something is 20,000 hours or whatever it is. I mean, that can't all happen in a day. It can't all happen in an hour. It's the small things every single day. You know, a lot of people want to know how that person, you know, created that business or, you know, like I just had a lunch meeting with um, my partner and, you know, how she created her business, you know, people are like, Oh, I couldn't do that because you've got this, or you must've had that success, or you must've had that financial backing, or you must've been, no, 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 no. It's been years in the making. It doesn't happen overnight. If it did, there's multi-million dollars out there that people would just pay someone for all the answers. Here's a newsflash. The answer is showing up every single day and doing the little things. That's the answer. And it's not the easy answer. It's the hard answer, but it's the worth it answer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Gosh, yes. Always like whatever it is that your ultimate goal is, like what can you do to just take take one step forward? One One step step forward. One step. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be this like, I'm going to launch this or I'm going to, you know, invest, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars into something like it's just taking a small step in that direction Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you know I have to I think to myself too like when I do this is this take is this going to move me forward in the direction that I want to go or is it keeping me where I'm at or is it taking me backwards and if the if the answer is the other two, then I'm not. I should probably reevaluate it. So as long as it's taking me like one, like one even tiny baby step forward, then I'm on the right track. Yeah, and you don't even have to know the whole track. I think that's yeah. what we get so screwed up on. Is like, if I don't know like exactly what it is that like is going to happen next year, well then I just might as well not do it. No, no, no. The universe, when you believe in something greater than yourself and you believe that things happen for you and not to you, and it's your choice. Like I think choice for me has been one of the most impactful words of my life is because everything is a choice. It is my choice to show up and do whatever it is that I need to do today. And I have no clue. Most of the time, most entrepreneurs or most people in any you know, form or fact, I don't know what the ultimate end goal, where I'm going. But yeah. again, it comes back to I'm in it. Like it doesn't, I have a vision. I have goals. I set these things in front of me, but I, ha- I don't know all the steps, you know, yep. God, whether source, higher power, whatever you want to call it, you know, you may go A, B, C, but then all of a sudden something happens and you meet that right person or you connect with that thing or what, or that launch happens or whatever. And you might go from C to T and you have no idea what's going to happen. But if you don't go to C first, if you're not willing to show up and move from A to B, you never know if that massive jump is coming. So you have to be willing to do something and you can't count on that massive jump. You might have to be in the trenches for freaking three years with, you know, whatever it is, but then all of a sudden something happens, but you can't bet on it and you can't expect it to happen. If it doesn't magically happen in three weeks, three years, whatever, as long as you're in it, it doesn't really matter when it ever happens. Right. Absolutely. And sometimes it's all about too releasing that, like how or releasing the, 
releasing the how am I going to get there? Just knowing that you're going to continue to move, like just moving forward. You're not doing anything to take steps backwards, but you don't have to know what the end looks like, but just knowing that you don't have to know the how either. You don't mm -hmm. have to, re you don't have to figure out how am I going to get there? You know, exactly all the steps to get there, just keep moving. And then the next steps are going to, you know, I, I think too, for me, it's always been like when I take one step, the next step reveals itself you know, yeah. and then you take that next step and then the next step reveals itself. I wouldn't, I don't know step C at step A. Like, I don't know that till I get to B. And sometimes I think I'm on the right path. And then you realize, oh wait, maybe I shouldn't have done it that way. And then you have to, it's all about just learning and, um, trial and error sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it's trial and error, like figuring out, okay, that didn't work. We're going to try it this way. We're going to try this now and see if this works. And, um, but that's the beauty of being able to like, to be on a journey like this and, 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 and being okay with that, being okay with like the, the process and the flow of it and things, how they, how they move and change and you can grow and shift and in such a short period of time, but also in a long period of time too, like things can mm -hmm. happen really shortly, but they can also, it can be this really long growth process, which is what we want. We want to just keep growing and changing and evolving over time. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to ever get to one place and be done. Like, that's not no. what I'm like, I don't want to. Okay, it's done when it. you die. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and hopefully there's something greater over there. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Okay. So I do want to ask you, um, the, I know you have a mastermind called the women with women class. with class. Yeah. Women and I know class. class is an acronym, right? It is. Oh my God. And you're going to quiz me on this right now. I don't have it in front of me because it changes so often. <laughs> it does. No, it you're does. fine. I, I was going to ask you just kind of, if you could just tell us a little bit about this mastermind, like what you do for these women in the mastermind, you don't necessarily have to tell us the acronym. Yeah, I um, know. Um, well, it's confidence, leadership, accountability, success, and oh, I'll think of it a lot. I'll think of it a lot. <laughs> But, um, but the reason, um, so I started a women's mastermind last year. And the reason why I did that is because I felt like it was so important in my life, surrounding myself with the right people, having a mastermind, like is just this fancy word for surrounding yourself with people who lift you up and take you to the next level accountability. You know, I think that that is one of the most important things that a lot of people, you know, um, forget and leave out is the accountability. It's a lot easier to succeed at whatever the heck it is that you want to succeed at. If you have people lifting you up, keeping you accountable, sharing their insights, sharing their values. So I, I started this women's with class mastermind last year, and it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. It was hardest thing I've ever done, but again, it was one of the most impactful things ever. And all of the women, it was five months. We started with a, a, a retreat in Los Angeles. We had zoom calls with psychologists and authors and speakers and millionaires and all of these things. It's, it's all about life, business, relationships, and self-worth. And that will forever and ever be um, the case. And then you know, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do group coaching. I do a lot of speaking engagements. But this year, uh, not only the mastermind, we're having the mas mastermind will start in July. Applications are on my um, christinalacure.com backslash mastermind. Mm -hmm. Hard to spell. Just find me on social media. Everything's there. But this year, I'm partnering with Aaron Diamond for a live in-person women's event. 300 women in Austin, Texas the week of May 16th through 18th. We're going to have two incredible speakers. Those um, speakers will be released in the middle of February. Tickets go on sale February 4th. Uh, it's going to be a VIP night and two full days in Austin. It's going to be 
an event. It, the event's called Decide It's Your Turn. And Aaron and I have just decided that we are heavily invested in this. Um, it's something that we don't have to do, but we know that it's 100% where our paths have led us. It is, there has been nothing in my life that has been more effective to actually taking steps to living a life that I love than surrounding myself with the right people. And a lot of times, I remember when I went to my first event, I sat in the parking lot for over an hour. I was so nervous to go inside. And I, I just want other women to know that it is okay, but you have to do something and we are going to be here to help you. It's not only motivational and inspirational, but it's going to be tools. We, you know, my partner, Erin, she has, um, she has created a company within seven years that has had multiple six figure months on online. Um, you know, I have very blessed that I have amazing connections and, um, we'll have two very impactful speakers coming. Also, we want to create space for women to actually create tribe group, whatever you want to call it. We're going to make very, very possible for everyone to connect with like-minded people. I don't care if, you know, I'm originally from Canada we're going to have a lot of Canadians there as well. I don't care where they are in the world. I have some clients like in Peru right now that are coming. It's quite incredible really, but we are going to create a, a space for three days where people can come and connect and find that accountability. Not everyone can do a mastermind for five months, but everyone can do a weekend. Everyone can really decide it's their turn. Come to this event. You know, it's going to be elaborate. It's going to be pampered. You're going to get all that swag and all that fun uh, workout and wine and the whole bit, but it's really going to be a space for you to be able to connect with like minds who are finally willing to decide it's their turn to live a life that they love, to chase that big dream, to start that business, to start that podcast, to, to, to get over the fears of whatever it is that you want to do. All of those limiting factors that so many of us have, you know, it's just a time that I met Aaron when I was speaking at an event on confidence in San Francisco and we just hit it off and our, you know, our whole thought process is just really aligned. And we said, you know what, this is the most scariest thing we've ever done. So it must mean that we're on the right track. And so we're going to do this event and it's going to be incredible. And the women who've already, you know, you can go on um, christinalicure.com backslash event. And once all of the, once the website goes live in February, you guys can get all the information. All the speakers will be released, but it'll be in, in uh, May, May 16th weekend in Austin. It's going to be really, really incredible. There's, there's something powerful about 300 women coming together to support one another with no judgment and um, just lifting each other up. It's going to be, it's going to be quite incredible, really. I'm so excited. I'm only like 45 ish minutes away from Austin. So Yes. Yeah. I'm Yay. only like 45-ish minutes away. So. Oh my God. Yes. We'd love right on 35. You know, uh, I'm in Waco if you don't know. So, I know Waco is. so yeah. Chip and Joanna land, that's where okay. I am. And cool. then I don't live in Waco. That's where I work, but where I live, I'm about 45-ish minutes away. 45 yeah. minutes to an hour. Oh well, once this podcast is over, let's talk because it's going to yes. be, it's going to okay. be, it's going to be amazing. I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a huge blessing to all those involved. And mm -hmm. it's the most incredible thing that Aaron and I have each done. It's, it's a big venture, but we, we know it's like so important. It's just been on our hearts and yeah. our minds and we're excited. I think it's so cool that you just are 
you guys are just following what you're being led to do and totally bring it to life. And as scary as it seems, it, it doesn't matter. You're following what it you does it. So exactly. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen and you're going to make it work and it's going to be fabulous. And it's going to yeah. be exactly what you imagined it to be and more. So, yeah. um, thank you so, so much for being on here. I think that this episode is going to, it's just going to be so well received and I hope that everyone had a notebook and pen because there were some things you needed to write down. If not, go back and re-listen. But I do want to ask you three random questions that I ask at the end of every podcast. So the first question is, what is your favorite word? Mm, probably love because love is like the, the really, if you do everything in life out of love, oh my God, the world would be just like this much better place mm -hmm. for yourself and everyone else. <laughs> And, um, question number two, I totally agree with that. Question number two, um, what is your favorite sound? Silence, pure silence. I, I hardly it. ever listen to anything. Like I love pure silence. It's one of my favorite things. No, I agree. And I think I'm not always, not always pure silence, but I always will say like at the end of a day of me teaching tiny humans and I have like 21 kindergartners <laughs> tapping me and saying my name all day, <sighs> I love nothing more than to get in my car and drive in complete silence and like mm -hmm. this, nothing, just no yeah. sound. <laughs> like I don't want to hear I love anything. silence. <laughs> I could drive all the way from Little Rock to Dallas five hours and like literally pure silence. I'll never turn on the radio. I have XM satellite radio to listen mm -hmm. to football games, listen to Joel Steen and every once in a while, like the highway or the message. So I pay like $200 yeah. a year for four stations. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, my husband and I, when we get in the vehicle and if he's driving a lot of the times we, we ride in silence and we're like, I'm always, sometimes it's just like, we yeah. just, every once in a while, like, awesome. we listen, it, it, sometimes we listen to things. Sometimes we don't. It just depends on like what mood we're both in, but a lot of times it's just writing in silence. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and last question is bedroom, car, or desk. What do you clean or have to clean first? Probably my car. Yeah. I have a spotless car and it's actually for sale right now, which is crazy because I'm like thinking to myself, I was like, I've only had it for sale for three days. You'd think people would be jumping on it because my car is immaculate. Like no one has <laughs> even sat in the back seat. Like if anyone knew like that they needed to buy a car, mine would be the best car ever to buy. <laughs> I, I try to find people like myself to buy a car from. Like I want no kids, no pets, no smoking. Yeah. I want you to have cleaned it like three times a week. And that's yeah. what I do. <laughs> well, I do want to tell you that you win the award of the first person to say they clean their car first. Really? No one. Everyone's response is definitely not my car. Everyone. You were the first person. That woo, woo. So you that's won the award. I've been waiting for, I've been waiting 100 for the truth. My car is <laughs> spotless all the time. My bedroom, my husband makes the bed every morning. It's like the one thing that he does and he is unbelievable at it. Like he'd kill any cleaning lady. <laughs> Oh, 100%. My husband is a clean freak and yeah. his, his car is totally immaculate all the time. Yeah. Um, mine is however not, but he also, <laughs> he leaves after me in the morning. So he makes the bed every morning. It's nice. Oh, I fabulous. love it. So, um, yeah. So thank you so much for being on here. If you can let everyone know how they can find you. I know you mentioned your Instagram handle, but go ahead and just mention it again so that yeah. they can find you. You can find anything you want to know about me, probably more than you want to some days. <laughs> my husband thinks so, at least. At B, B-E, like B, Christina with a C-H. So B-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-N-A. 
And that's where I'm at every day. I don't really do the other social medias. I do Twitter for all of my um, sports fans, my golf. Mm-hmm. And that's all my guy buddies. But all yeah. my guys follow me on Instagram as well, too. But I hang out every day on Instagram. So awesome. I, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I really, really look forward to uh, connecting with your audience. And thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you for being here. And I really enjoyed it. And everyone else, I will see you in the next episode.